welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. I don't like seeing people sick. I hate it. I hate sickness. I hate disease. It's a thief. It destroys. It hurts. It breaks up families. It causes depression and all kinds of things. It's not good. And Jesus also said, uh, it's not good. He came to redeem us from sin and sickness and disease. And I, I was thinking about these things. And so I, I personally, I'm going to pray a prayer here. And so believe with me that everything that needs to come out in these next few minutes will come out because God wants you healed. He wants you free. He wants you delivered. And sometimes you have to deal with men's traditions and pull down a few things that aren't right that you've learned. And so let's just believe God for what we need to hear because God wants a healthy church. Heavenly Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, we come into agreement that your word, your word only, no fluff, no additives, no artificial flavoring, just 100% word would come forth in the next few moments that we may hear exactly what heaven wants us to hear, that we may see what we need to see, that we may be empowered to do what we need to do in order to live in the healing and the health that you've provided and spread it everywhere we go. Father, we're expecting the Holy Spirit to teach us today. We look to you, we reverence your word, and we Thank you for helping us. In Jesus' name, amen. So turn to Genesis chapter 1, and I'm going to tell you the title of it here, and then I'll explain to you why it is that way. But Genesis chapter 1, I want you to see who you are. (laughs) Okay, is that all right? The mirror doesn't do a real good job, you know, on the wall, but the Bible does an excellent job of telling you who you really are. Um, The schools aren't telling us the truth today. Uh, People aren't telling us the truth that are just coming up with philosophies and things in their own head. The mirror on the wall is not telling you the truth. The Bible is going to tell you who you really are. How many many want to hear who God says you are? I'm going to give you a little bit of a newsflash right now. You are not an evolved ape. (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You're a little higher than that. You're actually much higher than that. So let me read this scripture, and I'll tell you what the title is. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. And God said, let us, that's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over. Everybody say over. The fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creep, like the devil, creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So here's who you are. You ready? You are made in the image and likeness of God. Now, that should do wonders for your (laughs) self-esteem. I don't understand sometimes the school system um, starting up all these programs to build people's self-esteem, but then they tear it down by saying you come from slime. I mean, if you really want to help people, tell them the truth. You are the offspring of God. You know one of the things that means? That means you do not have to be pushed around by most of the stuff that's pushing people around today. You have power, you have authority, you have a place, you have a name, you have a genealogy that says you don't have to be no victim no more. You're a victor. 
You got God on your side. You're made in the image and likeness of God. You got power inside of you. If you're a born again believer, you have come into a family and you have family rights. And those rights do you no good if you don't know about them and don't exercise them. Just like your rights as a citizen of the United States of America. If you don't exercise your rights and call on the authorities and do the things and say no and stop and resist, people can unlawfully do things to you all your life. When all along you could have tapped into your rights and privileges and overcome those things. But this scripture says you are made in the image and likeness of God. So I want to give you the title here. And so hold on to the person next to you so you don't fall down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Here's, here's the title. You ready? Sickness is not your boss. Now, I'm not going to say, I want to slow down here. You need to think about these words. Sickness and disease is not your boss, child of God, made in the image and likeness of God. Oh, man has so much potential they don't, they don't even know about. And that's why people need to go to a good church to find out about this potential, because having it is not using it. And if you don't know you have it, you're probably not going to use it, obviously. Right. Say this, sickness, sickness is not my boss. Not my boss. What does that mean? That means you don't just go the way of it just because it's around, just because it's coming against you. You put your foot down. You learn to say this powerful word, no. No, 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 I'll not have it. I'll not have it. No, stop. Stop. You can't unlawful. This is unlawful for you to attach yourself to a child of God who's been washed in the blood. I'm clean by the blood of Jesus. I'm free. Yeah, but you sinned and you deserve this. No, Jesus took my punishment so I could be free. Amen. You know, a lot of people have a hard time receiving healing from the Lord. God doesn't have a hard time giving it. He's already given it. But a lot, of t a lot of people have a hard time receiving the healing that he's provided because of this little thing called guilt, and it's really not that little. Hmm. Guilt and condemnation is so ugly and so wrong after everything Jesus has done to clean us up. A lot of people are still in a mode of not receiving from the Lord because of guilt from past sins they've been forgiven for. You know, the worst thing about sin is the guilt that lingers in people's minds after they've done it, after they've repented, but the guilt is still there. Sin can't mess up your future, but hurt faith can. If you've repented, ask God to forgive you. That sin can't mess with your future, but your hurt faith can. And hurt faith has a lot to do with not understanding the power of forgiveness. Either you're forgiven or you're not. Come on. Either it's 100% or Jesus didn't do a good job. You have to get a revelation. My past sins cannot hinder my future. I've been forgiven, right? I've confessed my sins. I, I didn't play games with God. I admitted if I messed up. He forgave me. I'm clean. And I can go boldly into the future and stand up right in the face of sickness and disease and say, you have no right to attach yourself to me. Now, it's going to be very difficult to stand up in the face of disease and say no if all you believe you are is an evolved ape. Yeah. But if you believe you are made in the image and likeness of God, and as a believer, a Christian, if you believe 
The greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, and you're the righteousness of God in Christ. You have no problem rising up against a disease and saying, stop. No, I'll not have it. Now, see, this sounds real foreign to a lot of people. But you know, most people on this planet are not even close to where God wants them in the health area, in the blessing area. Many people are dealing with sickness from a purely mental standpoint or natural standpoint. Treating symptoms, treating symptoms, treating symptoms, treating symptoms. Natural, 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 natural. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. You have power on the inside of you. One of the greatest things you can, you know, it says when Jesus is, comes back on the white horse and, and with all his saints to rule and reign on the earth, it says he's, out of his mouth comes a two-edged sword and he fights with his words. You know, you need to learn to fight the enemy with your words. Even Jesus had to say, it is written to the devil to get victory. You and I are probably going to have to say, it is written to get some victory. Right. Words are powerful. And a lot of times people, people on this planet, so many people on this planet are just accepting stuff and receiving stuff that they do not have to accept and receive. Sickness and disease is one of them. God loves you. He wants you free. He provided victory, but we got to appropriate it. So a reason people fall when disease comes to them and they don't make it through and they just kind of go through the whole sickness thing. A reason a lot of people fall is because of this one lie. Well, I'm only human. <laughs> you are human, but you ain't only human. And if you think you're only human, then you're limited to human abilities only. But you, you are made in the image and likeness of God. That means you're not only human. You're part human. And this will answer a lot of questions. A lot of people read certain scriptures. Jesus talked about moving mountains. You know, Paul talked about um, believing for powerful things. And Jesus talked about casting out demons and, and laying hands on the sick and they shall recover. A lot of those scriptures go right over people's heads because they ha believe this lie. Well, I'm only human. I can't do that. And the enemy's got people bound thinking, well, you're only human. What are you against cancer? But what, 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 what is somebody who's made in the image and likeness of God against cancer? What is somebody who has the greater one in them against cancer? You are the victor. Yes. Yeah. So say this again. Sickness, Sickness. Is, not is not my boss. Turn with me to Luke 4. Say this. I'm not only human. Come on, you're not. Paul talked about don't act like mere men and get into all this carnality and strife stuff. Act like children of God. Act like you're spiritual. You're not just carnal and natural like everybody else in the world. Praise God, our spirits came alive when we got saved. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And sickness is not our boss. Actually, I suggest um, that instead of sickness pushing us around, I say we push it out. Um, I'm going to say some interesting things in the next couple of minutes here that might, might blow some cobwebs, maybe, <laughs> out of your brain. But our brains need to be cleaned out. Yes. So just look at the scriptures. Now look at Luke chapter 4. And I want you to notice verse 39. Now before we read this, so before we read this, you got to remember that Jesus told every believer in him, 
He said, quote, the works that I do, believers, shall you do also, because I go to my Father. I know there's more to that verse, but let's just talk about this first. <laughs> Jesus said, believers, the works that I do, shall you, believers, do also, because I'm going to my Father. Somebody's got to carry on the work and the ministry that the Father wants in the earth realm. I'm going to Him. I need my church to carry on where I left off. He said the works. So what we're going to read about one of the works he did right here. So just remember this. If Jesus did this, he wants you to do this. Whether it's in your own life or for people around you. Look at it. Luke chapter 4, verse 39. Jesus stood over her, Peter's mother-in-law, who was delirious with a great fever. If you read the surrounding scriptures. Jesus stood over her and rebuked the fever. And it left her. And immediately she arose and ministered unto them. Jesus came upon a situation. Peter's mother-in-law was delirious with a great fever. And she needed help big time. She was out of it. Jesus comes and prays, Heavenly Father, please heal Peter's mother-in-law. He didn't do that. But did he get results? Church, did he get results? Uh, nothing wrong with praying, but praying cannot take the place of this. How about we just put it real simple? Praying can't take the place of rebuking. I'm going to say some tough things, but we need to hear these things. Praying cannot take the place of doing this work here that Jesus said believers should do. Ever thought about rebuking a disease that came against you or one of your family members? Instead of just begging God to heal, ever think about just rebuking the dumb thing? Now, here's one of the reasons people don't rebuke things is because they're not 100% sure that maybe God has some purpose in it. Friend, listen. How could God want people sick when he let his son be gashed terribly to, heal, to get us free from sickness? The devil's a meanie. He's a liar. I, um, this question came to me many, many, many years ago, and it's been a, a slogan kind of in our church in this area of divine healing, and it's in question form. Is sickness God's way of teaching, or is it man's way of learning? We know it's not God's way of teaching because He's a loving Father. Right? right. right? Sickness and disease is called satanic oppression. Doesn't mean there's a demon present, but somewhere along the lines... When Adam and Eve messed up and sin and Satan entered into this world, then all this junk entered into this world. You could, it's real easy to tell where sickness is from because it came into the earth when the devil came in the earth. And all sickness and all that hurts, destroys, or harms is eliminated from humans when Satan's eliminated from human contact. Came in with him, goes out with him. Genesis says it all came in with him. Revelation says it all goes out with him. And here's the thing you need to risk. If you have any doubt in your mind, you think that a disease is from God, you're probably not going to want to resist it, are you? Right. And that's the enemy's trick. If I could just make them think that God has some purpose in this, they won't resist me, the devil says. They won't resist my sicknesses. They won't resist my diseases. Hmm? Now, Jesus, one translation says he ordered the fever to go or commanded the fever to go, and right then she was able to get up and serve them a meal. Could it be that many people are praying when they should be rebuking? 
This doesn't do away with prayer. We pray all the time, but we pray for things that the Bible talks about we need to pray for. And yes, you can pray for healing, but that's not the only way to be healed. There's many ways to receive healing from the Lord. One of the best is just to flat out speak to sickness and say, stop. Mm -mm. Nope. Now, why would the Lord rebuke it and then tell us to do the works he did if we couldn't do what he did? Right. It's kind of like the storm that day. They're on the boat. They're headed to the other side. Jesus is asleep on a pillow. A terrible storm rises up. I mean, just terrible. I don't know how, but I think somehow the enemy has ways to mess with the atmosphere. He's called the prince of the power of the air. Destructive storms are not of God because Jesus rebuked the storm. He rebuked the waves and the wind, and there was a great calm after he did. And the disciples go, oh, what matter of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? And Jesus said, where's your faith? Jesus was constantly trying to lift the disciples up and say, hey, you are not only human here. Right. All right. There's power that's been inside of you. You guys ain't been using. He constantly told the disciples, where's your faith? Why didn't you do something about this? Lord, don't you care? Lord said, what do you mean don't I care? You got power too. You know, th this is one thing about the Lord that's so cool is he's not being selfish with his power. He gave it to the church. But having power and using power is two different things. So now, let me just say this. Many people are praying when they should be rebuking. Go to Ephesians 4 and verse 27. Ephesians 4, 20. Now, I'm, I'm sharing something with you today that a lot of the world and most of the church, or probably all the world and most of the church, hasn't grasped yet. But you need to grasp this. You are not a victim. You have power. Now, whether you've been using the power or not, I don't know. But maybe lack of knowledge has been the reason we haven't been using what if you realize that if something came against you to hurt you or destroy you or hurt your children, it, what, what, if you what, what if you just thought, you know, I got power. I could say something about this. Here's a, here's a revelation. Jesus is not going to rebuke these things for you. He told us to do something about these forces that are coming against us. I want to see people healed. You know, I... I have a book at home on vision therapy, and I've, I'm, a lot of you have heard this, but there's four medical doctors. They talk about this exercise. If you want your vision to improve, it's called a, after all the you know, muscle exercises. And here's another exercise, kind of a booster. Take an old pair of glasses, throw them on the ground, stomp on them and say, I'm going to see clearly. I'm just fed up with blurry vision. I'm going to see clearly. Eyes, you shape up. And he said, all these doctors got together and quote, this is the book, you ready? Quote, studies of cancer patients have shown that spontaneous remission occurs most often in patients who curse and revile their tumors. That's right. wow. Study, doctors, this, now Jesus said it already in Mark eleven twenty three, and in the scriptures before that, but the doctors say, you know, we've done some research and uh, studies have, have shown that spontaneous remission occurs most often in patients who curse and revile their tumors. Now, they say, that's weird. No, it's weird not to, child of God. Right. You're not only human. You're not a victim. God's raised you up. Get a vision. You are made in the image and likeness of God. Paul said you're the offspring of God. Yes. Interesting that doctors would say something Jesus said 2,000 years ago. Yeah. I don't believe it because the doctor said it. I believe it because Jesus said it. Right. 
Well, I think it's strange to look at a problem in my body and talk to it. Friend, it's strange not to. You speak up. You can say something about these things. This is important stuff. I know this is a little different for a Sunday morning, but you know, sickness isn't taking a break. How many of you right now in this room have something unwholesome in your body or on medication for something? Raise your hand. My hand's up. There's something I'm believing God for right now. Don't, don't be hesitant. Hey, <laughs> you got to know where you're at on the map if you want the map to work, right? I'm here. I'm not over here like I wished I was. I'm here. Right. How many of you know somebody that's in trouble or on medication or needs help physically? That's almost everybody in the room. Um, no wonder the Lord would want us to hear about this. He's tired of seeing his kids run over. He's tired of seeing his kids pushed around by disease. He's tired of seeing his kids molested by sickness and all these things that are ravaging people made in the image and likeness of God. So, well, Pastor, I don't know if that's a very popular message. I don't care. I just hope it's powerful to help you. All right, so Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 27. The Bible says, neither give place to the devil. He's talking to believers here. Now, he's not just talking about, you know, a demon. He's talking about anything of the devil. And so sickness and disease, we know, is satanic oppression because Jesus went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And I don't know why people are afraid to talk about the devil. That's exactly what the devil wants. Pastors, never talk about the devil because you might lose some people. Oh, never talk about the devil. You know what? If we don't talk about what Jesus talked about, we're in trouble. And why, why be afraid to talk about an eternally defeated foe? That's right. He's eternally defeated. Jesus whipped him, pulled his spiritual teeth, and put him in a wheelchair. <laughs> he's paralyzed. The Bible says he's paralyzed. So next time fear comes to you and says, you're going to die young with that disease your daddy died from, or you're going to die with this, or they're going to do that, just picture somebody in a wheelchair who's paralyzed all mouth. I'm going to kill you. I used to be afraid of the devil until I found out he was afraid of me. Not me in and of myself, but Jesus in me. I'm a born-again believer. I got power, and the devil knows it. Time the church knows it. Well, number one thing the enemy would like to blind from a believer's mind is the authority they have in Jesus. Because when you realize you have authority, his days of chewing on you are over. Amen. You'll start talking and acting like the Son of God and just, instead of just somebody who's always behind. Jesus wants you to rise up and use his name and believe for things to happen in that name as much as you believe if he was here physically. His name is as powerful as his physical presence. So in uh, Ephesians, it says, don't give place. Now, the God's word translation says, don't give the devil any opportunity to work. The only way the devil can get place in your life is if you give it to him. Amen. He's not as big and as bad as he says he is. He's a liar. Hollywood lies. <laughs> the movies are uh, lies. <laughs> you know what the Bible said? Jesus said, I cast out demons by the finger of God. Now, the Bible talks about the arm of the Lord being revealed. The Bible talks about the hand of God. But when it comes to demons, ding. He says, I do it by the finger of God. That's right. Yeah. Ding. And Jesus said, don't rejoice that you have power over the devil. That's really not that big a deal. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. The enemy is a liar. Hollywood is wrong. 
Every believer, I don't care if you're born again for two seconds and you're a baby, baby, baby Christian in the Lord. You have power over all, the, all demons and the devil himself. That's right. One devil, many demons, and you got power over all of them. Yes. Or Jesus lied. He didn't lie. Don't ever be afraid of somebody who's afraid of you. You know what fear is? Fear is picking up on what the devil is. He doesn't just put fear on people. He is afraid. And when he starts manifesting, people feel what he is. So look, look at uh, Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. The Bible says, Jesus said to every believer, Behold, I give unto you power. Say this. We got the power. <laughs> Come on, say it. We got the power. He's talking to believers. He's talking to every follower. Do you have power? Can you have power and not use it? Absolutely. It happens all the time. I'm telling you, people have left the earth early praying for healing. Praying can't take the place of rebuking. Praying can't take the place of a child of God rising up and saying, stop in the name of Jesus. I bind you. Praying is wonderful. Praying is awesome. But when you should rebuke, rebuke. Yes. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. That's talking about evil powers. Things from the enemy that try to hurt you and sting you and crush you. Say, I got power. So you better do some treading if you want the power to be effective. That's it goes back to Genesis 1. He gave us dominion. He, do you have dominion? Use it. Over all the, say over all. Over all. all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Very few people tap into this because very few people have enough sense to believe that it's true. Right. I shouldn't say sense. They have enough faith to believe it's true. So we have power over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt us. Yeah. Now I'm going to show you one more scripture and then I'm going to try to get something out in the next What only resisting will do for you. And this scripture is telling believers, every, this is the brother of Jesus. I mean, we, this, he was very close to the Lord. And he said, you got to do some resisting if you want to live a successful Christian life. You know what resisting is? Well, what if a thief came in here right now, you know, just walked up to you and, you know, now our ushers would be all over him. <laughs> uh, but, um, I mean, in probably a split second. But what if somebody just came up to you and just came to, and came to the ladies and said, let me just, I'm going to take your cell phone and, I mean, I'm going to take your purse. Would you just go there? Nope. I wonder if it's God's will. Nope. Maybe, he, maybe he wants me ripped off today. What would you do? What are you doing? Give me that. What if they tried to come and take your kid? Oh, we just want to take your kid and inject some, you know, some, some disease in their veins. Well, you know, whatever. I mean, maybe the Lord wants to teach me something. You would resist. If we'd resist as much in this area spiritually as we do in the natural, we'd see a lot more results. And it's time we speak up, church. It's time you realize, you know what? If something hits you, just say no. You know, do what else you got to do. But the first thing we should do is say, I don't accept this. Jesus redeemed me from this sickness. He set me free. He took my sicknesses, carried my diseases by his stripes. I was healed. Claim your rights. Speak to the dumb thing and say, stop. I rebuke this thing. I rebuke the fever and the cause. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. 
To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab.